Are you ready to start this train wreck? Yes. Okay. This is episode 247 of the Illustrious Gentleman podcast, and the delay, my sound problems, gave my rocks a little time to melt, so that when I pour this in there, it'll be even tastier. Ooh. Uh, and what is this? Can, the, uh, we'll get to that. This is episode oh. 247. It's a podcast I do with Scott Kudleski. My name is Ryan Cody. We both work in comics. We're currently working on a book for DC Comics called Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Issue three should be coming out in a couple weeks, I would imagine. I would hope. Uh, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but issue three is how the kids say shit pops off. So <laughs> you're going to want to pick up issue three. Uh you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts or you can directly at anchor.fm slash TIG show. You can become a supporter of the show through the Patreon at patreon.com slash super 75 studios. That's a general Patreon for me. Um, and uh, go to tigshow.com slash merch. Get yourself a shirt, a coaster. Swag. Swag. Swag doesn't mean that anymore. Oh, it doesn't? No. My, my 11-year-old says swag. And it just means like cool now. It's not an so acronym swag. anymore. Was swag an acronym before? Yeah, shit we all get. I've never heard. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned you, you up you something. You did learn me up something. There's a little clicking sound coming from your end, but maybe it's coming from my end and I'm just hearing it in my headphones. Is it still there? Gone, yeah, a little, cho- little, little choppy at the end of your words. What it doesn't matter. Uh, go to tickshow.com. All the links are there. I was looking Everything for a you drink. I have no options other than a Coors or a strawberry banana danimal. Why not mix some bourbon in with your strawberry banana danimal? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with a Coors. My, uh, my, my backup drink is a Miller Lite tonight. Um, my sidekick drink, if you will, my little side piece drink, if you will, is a, is a Miller Lite. <laughs> Those uh, are different things. You could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TIG underscore show. All right. So, yes, I poured uh, I poured some Bothan. Bothan? Many Bothan of them a- died to get to the, Death, the uh, Death Star plans. God damn it. Bothan of the Lowlands, distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. Uh, then it says bourbon expression, but then underneath that, it says lowland single malt scotch whiskey. So I don't know if it's Scot- can a scotch be a bourbon and a whiskey? Can it be all three? Well, it identifies as a bourbon. Okay. Well then I'm going to respect it's, I'm going to respect it's, uh, it's individuality and I'm just going to call it a bourbon, but it is, a, it's a bourbon from Scotland. Uh, and it does. It just says Scotland. Is it as if it can't be a bourbon from Scotland? It says bourbon expression. Does that just mean it was aged and used bourbon barrels? I have no idea. Let's see what the box, the back of it says here. Yeah, uh, a wonderfully delicate and balanced single malt whiskey distilled in truly slow lowland fashion, characteristically citrusy and light, with sweet cereal. And floral aromas. This is an ex-bourbon, as in like ex-girlfriend. This is an ex-bourbon matured 
This is an ex-bourbon matured expression, a marriage of selected ex-bourbon barrels, which, uh-huh. accents the, which accents the floral and slightly nutty character of the traditional lowland style. Nutty character. Good to have it on the show. Yeah. It makes me think of like Woody Woodpecker or something. Yeah. Casks, ex-bourbon, profile, sweet almond, toffee, and blossom honey. Flavors, balanced, floral, and nutty. All right. Okay. Bottled for Alexander Murray and Company. Both in scotch.com. 86 proof. Yeah, I don't. This, my dad just showed up, came down on Easter. My parents did. And then my dad just showed up with bottles of alcohol, and they don't drink hard alcohol. I think somebody left it at their house. And they're like, nice. take these. They're like, take these, you know? But then my dad has like a new thing, you know, something, you know, something that he's just like getting into in his 70s is like, like bottle fetishism. Like he's like, I want the bottle back. So oh. after you finish it, I want the bottle back. And I'm like, what are you going to do with the bottle? He's like, I don't Does know. I got a bunch. Pinterest like, stuff. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I got a bunch of them. Maybe I'll turn them into lights or I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. Make a lamp out of it. Yeah. So we got like a little, I got a rum, some rum I had the other night. I had rum for the first time in like well over a decade. Finished off a bottle of Aviation Gin. Now I'm working on this boat in which, uh, spoiler alert, I've had it already, and it's pretty, That's a big pretty pour. good. Well, there's three cubes, three rocks in there, so it's not as big a pour as one would think. But it's not a, it's not it's a, a fucking, uh, it's not a kindergarten pour either. You know, it's not the stuff I drank sure. in first grade. It's it's an adult yeah. size. It's not three kindergarten fingers. Those are man right. fingers. And I'm drinking it out of my Remy Martin whiskey glass that I found at Goodyear Ooh. or Goodyear Goodwill. In Goodyear, yeah. The, I'm sure the uh, camera isn't helping that anymore because it is a sickly yellow color. Yeah, it's not. Well, I think it's because of the what's well, the lighting for one thing, but yeah, it, it's not super dark. A lot Listener of urbans have uh, artificial coloring. Mm. It's a dirty little secret. Listener doesn't care, though. All right, so you're just going to forego. You're going to stay sober rather than have a Coors. Yes, I have to work okay. after this. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that cover isn't going to draw itself. No no Wouldn't spoilers, but I... Yeah, no spoilers, but I think I put in the Discord when I heard the idea for the issue six cover... For Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes. I think I said, I'm going to have to pay my flatter like double. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a big he, one. Yeah. He's got the worst part for this. Oh, definitely. Well, maybe you. Then then my flatter, Brian. And then me. Shout out to Brian, my flatter, who I always forget. I'm a dick. Like, I'll post something on social media. And then he'll like like it. Or he'll make a comment like, oh, that turned out good. And then I'll be like, I, for- I always forget to tag him. And as someone who rants all the time about artist credit, I should be crediting my flatter every time I post something that he flatted. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Right? You don't see that very often. You don't. I would I mean, say I ever. I never see it. Um, I did, I did a book. I feel like it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it Like, where does it stop? <laughs> Like we're well, gonna have to credit the letterer at some point. Well, I you do credit the letterer. <laughs> you should credit your letterer. Uh, yeah, I, I think if so. A lot of times, uh, 
almost all the time. What am I saying? Almost all the time, uh, Brian will flat on model for me. So it's more than just, I mean, he's flatting, but he's, he's mm, saving me a like lot Kate of work. Like Kate Titanic. Yeah. So I don't have to go back in there and then like uh, change a yellow to a red. Everything's correct. Uh, I did a book last year, two years ago, and my flatter was great. Like he would flat on model and then uh, he would flat like if it was at night, he would give everything a slight blue. So he did a lot of like prep work for me. And I asked that he get credited in the book, you know, colors, color artist me because they asked, like, how do you want to be credited? Color artist sounds better than colorist. So color artist me with. Uh, assistance by and I wanted him to get credited and uh, I don't get I didn't get comps for that book so I have no idea if he was credited or not I have no idea if I was credited or not I've never seen an issue so, it may not uh, exist you may oh, be exists. making this whole thing up it exists because it's coming out in trade so they they didn't they didn't not release the five issues and then the trade uh, but that's cool whatever it's just what I it's what I what I what I thought would have been proper for the for the, the the share of work, the work, uh, the discrepancy in work. You know, they're, they're saving me work. Flatters are flatters are colorist's best friend. You thought you were my best friend in comics, but you know what? Well, Brian Hansel's sliding in there. Yeah, you better start work. You better start working a little harder, buddy. I'm not that interested. Put a little more of an effort in. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna drink this big glass of Scotch bourbon whiskey, and I'm gonna enjoy it because it's delicious. I don't even make a face. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, only people now. You know, I decided, you know, I'm tired of giving away content for free. You know, d- d- too much work. Too much right. work. It's like the Joker says. I'm no. tired. <laughs> I was tired of putting on makeup. And making myself pretty for these things. No one was watching the YouTube videos anyways, which is fine. I get it. You're busy. You got you got a job, listener. You got a route. That's uh, what he so, says. Yeah. So um, I decided I'm not going to be posting up. Big, the biggest problem is the files are so large. It takes an hour, sometimes yeah, quite an hour. Sometimes close to an hour to output the video file, and then a good like 30 minutes to upload the video file. So. I'm done with all that nonsense. If you want it, if you have some weird thing where you want to see Scott and I, our beautiful faces, my second best friend in comics and myself, if you wanted to see us on screen, you have to become a patron because then right. I don't have to do, I don't have to do anything because this always broadcasts to our YouTube channel and I throw the link up on the, on the patron Patreon. So if you're that one weirdo, you know, that one dude who just can't get enough of Scott, uh, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash super 75 studios. Right. And then you'll see you a little these, bit of cheddar cheese. You'll see. Yeah. A fucking dollar. You'll see. It's a quarter an episode and uh, you'll actually, you'll get these unedited because I'm not editing the videos unless that's right. Like, I'll never say never. I mean, I guess if the video is not available that week, then there was probably something happened that I had to edit it out. So I'm not going to, so if you're seeing the video, it's well, there you go. If you're if not you want seeing the video, the video onlyfans.com backslash dick show. And why wouldn't you? I mean, the audio is special, but the video, 
you get to see Scott in a flannel. You get to see him rocking back and forth in his chair. You know, my face is red. I put on a hat because my hair's out of control. It's time for a haircut, honestly. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Speaking of haircuts, how often do you get your hair here cut? or there? Because I just did how the math. Often? Oh, I am. Um... It had been four months. So I don't go yep. more than four or five times a year, probably. Yeah, I um, I realized I cut my hair before my friends came out to visit in January. So it's been about three. I went and got it fixed. Yeah, I did it once. It might have been. I, there's, there, I have a memory of I was going to go to your place years ago. And then we were going to go to like a bar or something. And I went. I got into your side of town early. So I went and got a haircut. I think I texted you, where can I get a haircut around here? You pointed me perfectly to the nearest great clips. And uh, when she was cutting my hair, she's like, who cut your hair last? With like, <laughs> like a sense of disdain. And this is coming from, this is coming from a woman with like, with like, uh, you know, one half of her head shaved. The other side's purple. You know, she had some shit. Did you throw on. your wife under the bus. I did. And I go, I go, is it that bad? And she goes, no, you can just tell that it's been mangled a couple times. And I was like, okay, <laughs> just, just take care of it. Put it on the TIG show bill. Um, so yeah. Anyways. Put it on my tab. Yeah. I, so I'm wearing a hat today for, for listener who's a viewer. Uh, anyways, today's all about just nonsense because we're both busy and I couldn't think of a topic. So if we get in a pickle. Long time viewer, first time listener. If we get in a pickle, I got a link we can go through and just talk about nonsense. But I got a couple things before that. One of which is went on a date night the other night, got a little Japanese food, put a couple uh, Sapporos down my throat, and then went and saw Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> The Secrets of Dumbledore, which I knew I wasn't going to be. I, I, I knew I wasn't going to love it, but I feel like uh, I'm nothing if not a completist. Even if that money is going into the hands of a terrible person, uh, I felt like I had to see it. So I'm actually thinking right. like maybe maybe I'll do like a – I have a blank cover for Magic Order, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. So maybe I'll do like a, a Magic Order Harry Potter cover and whatever I can sell that for, I'll donate to like a LGBTQ organization or something. There you go. Um, to to yeah. just make myself feel not as dirty. It's like going or, to your you kid's know, band concert. Like, you know, it's going to suck, but you still have to go. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? It 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 it, it, it was fine. It was fine. There was some stuff I liked about it. Some stuff That's I didn't praise. like about it. Yeah, it was okay. It was better than the last one, which did, wasn't, didn't know what it was. Oh, but it was that's, so bad. But that's what got me thinking about this. And I read an article on, uh, I don't know which website it was. Uh, but it, it, it agreed with my thought is that the biggest problem with these three movies, the, the post Harry Potter Wizarding World movies, are that uh, th- is their branding. Because, I mean, they they set up the first one like it's a kid's movie. They keep using the word magical Pokemon. That's essentially what it is. He's catching these magic beasts. There's Is he still the, catching magic beasts in this movie? No, that's the problem. No. I mean, so oh. it's like it's so it's so like at the end of the first movie. Spoiler alert: If no one's watched these three movies, buckle up. But the end of the first movie, then all of a sudden it becomes like a Grindelwald situation, and he talks about Dumbledore, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, shit. it's not I, about 
the creatures anymore. It's not about Newt. It's not about the creatures. The second one was just a mess. I mean, they had creatures, and the third one has creatures. I mean, a creature features prominently. It should be about the creatures. Well, that's my thing. If you're going to make a movie about Newt Scamander traversing the planet and and saving these animals and shit like that, then that's a movie geared towards uh, twelve to seven. You know, geared towards kids more more than adults. But I, but then you have this Dumbledore Grindelwald thing, which is all about like geopolitics and the rise of fascism and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are they? like? This is not a movie kids for kids. Love that. See the Star Wars prequels, right? <laughs> but then, so if it's not a movie for kids, then it's a movie for adults. And I saw that the uh, the demographics for this newest movie on opening weekend was like almost 40% women over 25 and like 30% men over 25. So the, the audience is apparently adults. Hey cricket. It's been a while. And uh, so if you're going to make the movie about the adults, why keep, cause they're still shoehorning in silly, silly shit to do with silly animals. Like that still happens throughout the movie. So it's just like, they don't know what are they make? Are they making a Dumbledore Grindelwald movie? about forbidden love and fascism or are they making a movie where Newt's commander dances with fucking a bunch of crabs? Cause spoiler alert, he does a crab dance. He walks like an Egyptian in this. Yeah. They're scissoring these two ideas together and they're not working well at all. Hmm. And they, they really did. I mean, they, they pretty much sewed up the five, the planned five movies. They sewed it up pretty well at the end of the third one. And they yeah. stopped. They stopped the any production. On the wall. Yeah, they stopped apparently any pre-production. I'm not greenlit movies four and five. Good. So, uh, yeah, just stop My, it. This this goes to this goes to Star Wars. It goes to Star Trek. Star Trek's better at it, but it goes to Star Wars as well. Just tell me a story with all new characters set in the Wizarding World. I don't need it to tie into fucking Dumbledore. I don't need it to tie into Hog. I don't need Hogwarts to show up. You know, like I don't need the fan service. Just give me a new story with dudes with fucking wands fucking shit up. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Star Trek works because it's it's a concept. It's not a story. Uh, the problem with Star Wars is that it it. it, it it trapped itself inside of this story box where it can only be about the Skywalkers and the core characters. It's probably the same thing with Harry Potter. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. Could, <sighs> like, who cares? Who cares about the other shit? Like, if the original movies weren't about a wizarding school and they were just about a bunch of people with wands fucking shit up, it wouldn't be a thing. Right. But that uh, the audience has grown up. Will you do me a favor real quick? Maybe just fiddle with your cord. See if, you're, see if your cord's jacked all the way in. If you know what I mean. What? Now? Better? Yeah, you're louder, but I feel like the popping is less, which is what I was looking for out of this relationship. Okay. So all of that... That, that's all good then. It's better. It's fine. You're still you're still popping. So forget what I said. Don't popping. do anything. You're beautiful. Look, look further back. Look, 
No, 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 not your peas are popping. Something's crackling a little bit at the end of everything you say. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I was hoping to get pumped up for this episode, and now I'm just bummed because I was talking about Fantastic Beasts. So this, this leads me into movies that are of similar tone or use similar... So I had this thought, right, about uh, what is... You know, what is something that's so similar, but but it's not part of that franchise that, that maybe I can enjoy it, right? Like, uh, like uh, what's-his-face is doing um, Zack Snyder, which I've never been a huge fan of his movies, but they're fine, you know? He loves slow motion. It's, it's cool. So he's making a Netflix movie called Rebel Moon that is apparently his, his Star Wars script got shit-canned, or they didn't go for it. So he just kind of rewrote it, and now it's going to be like his own space movie, his own intergalactic space movie. Or you were saying, who cares about Star Wars because you only care about the characters. When um, Patty Jenkins was going to do the Rogue Squadron movie, I was super excited for that. It's like Top Gun in Star Wars. Like, I was all on board for that shit. Um, that's off the table, too, apparently. Um, but, yeah, I, I want movies set. I say that it's like a broke, I'm a broken record. I want movies set in these universes that don't necessarily tie into the fucking Skywalkers or tie into uh, Harry's time at Hogwarts or the characters in the Harry Potter books. Fuck, have a, have a Hogwarts. I don't give a shit. But I mean... Yeah, um, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I would give something like that a shot. Um, and Fantastic Beasts maybe could have been something had they not tried to tie it to the the Harry Potter story. Yeah, just don't do that shit. Just Yeah, just make it but, about but, the new uh, but just because they shouldn't doesn't mean they wouldn't. You know, they this is it, this is the age of fan service and people just want the things that they've already seen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really want to segue your thoughts about fan service into the Thor trailer, but I want to. I'm not done talking about. Oh, I haven't seen it. Magic shit yet. So I just finished reading. Um, Thor's magic. I just this finished reading. So I, I got my comics from Cab Comics a couple weeks ago, and apparently I'm such a big fan of comic books these days that I didn't read. I didn't read them for weeks. And I was already weeks behind when I picked them up. So finally this morning, I read the last two issues of The Magic Order, Volume 2, by Mark Millar, um, Stuart Eminen, and David Curiel on colors. And uh, I want to say Clem Robbins on letters, but I don't know. We should credit the letters, though, for damn sure. Uh, but anyways, that is, first of all, it's drawn by, drawn by Stuart, so it's beautiful. Um, but that is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a magic adult's who have wands, but it's like a crime story. It's like four adults. Um, I think it's, I think it's been pitched as like the Sopranos meets Harry Potter. Kind of like it's, it's like a mafia, like a mafia families almost, but they're all wizards. There's good wizards, bad wizards. And uh, you know, it's in development at Netflix. Like I'm pumped for it. The comics are great. It gives me what I need, what I would like to have seen out of this. Like, again, if you're going to go Newt's commander and fantastic beast, that's fine. Skew that shit towards 12 year olds make the fucking toys make the plushes i don't give a shit 
But if you're going to introduce a bunch of adults killing other wizards to, to try to kill the big bad wizard, then make that movie and make it rated R and throw some fucks in there because your entire audience at this point is adults. There no So first of all, the movie opened last Friday. I went and saw it on a Tuesday. There were four people in the movie theater. And I, my family accounted for half of that. And the other people in there who sat right behind us, which was a little weird. Uh, it's all signed seating now, right? Yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, we weren't in our we weren't in our seats because I booked seats that I thought were the first row that was elevated, but it was too close still. So it, me and my wife, we fucking broke the rules and went up a couple <sighs> rows. But when those people walked in, they could have adjusted. You know, they could have sat wherever they wanted. They still sat right behind us. Maybe they're their followers are they're following sticklers. the rules. They're sticklers. But anyways, they were older than us. And we're pretty my wife and I aren't spring chickens. And the other couple in there were older than us. So make your goddamn grown adult magic movie where they're blowing shit up. And if I was in charge at Warner Brothers of the Wizarding World, I would straight up pitch a it's a, it's a it's like a chase scene. It's a fugitive movie in the next movie. Horrors going after Grindelwald. Just that's it. Fucking shit up, chasing them, hunting them down. So it's like the fugitive, but with magic. Mm. It's like more like U.S. Marshals because no, no one, everyone has both arms. So it's like U.S. Marshals meets Harry Potter. Sure. It's a Michael Bay wizard movie. Yeah, give me the bad boys. Give me fucking Will Smith and uh, Martin with wands. Uh, uh, James yeah. Wan, that's the name. There you go. Yeah, Aquaman. Some weird shenanigans happening, but yes. So it it was what I it was exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the famous Cardinals coach Denny Green quote. It is what it. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, let him off the hook. So you haven't seen the Thor trailer then? I have not. My kid sent it to me, but I don't get any of his texts. So. It is. If you loved Ragnarok, you're going to love. This is like, like this is, this makes Ragnarok look like a goddamn uh, Academy Award winner for drama. Like Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is over the top. Yeah. Taika Waititi has so much goodwill built up that I don't need to see the trailer. I'll just pay money to go see it yeah i will say at the end at the end there is a shot it's only a second or two of uh natalie portman thor the, the mighty thor and uh she's been she's been hitting the gym you know i don't know i don't know like a dude you know a dude in an action movie they just pump them full of trt and let him go to town for six months at the gym I, I don't. I don't think they can do that with women. So they they probably they could probably still do roids though. They could probably still cycle on some, uh, you know, chemical goodness. I imagine because she's she's packing something. She's Maybe. got some pythons. She's got pythons, <laughs> and she's a forty five year old woman. They don't normally have jacked no. tries. You know what I'm saying? Is her head bigger? Well, I don't know. It was in a helmet, a silver helmet with wings. 
But yeah, she's got tries and buys and delts for days doing those dips. You know, she's probably doing those dips at the Planet Fitness. I wonder if ovaries shrink on steroids, like testicles. They're the same thing, aren't they? Like, I think anatomically, they're almost the same thing. They provide the same, they do the same thing. Right. I mean, I'm not a doctor. But I think yeah. I think they provide I'm the no same rocket service. scientist. I don't know. Yeah. I think they provide the same service. But yeah, like there's a uh, it's just at this point I think they're also just trolling like people who are already mad about the MCU being so kind of inclusive. Yes. That now they're just trolling them like like Thor's got like a long braid and shit and he's wearing like a pink and yellow t-shirt. You know, it almost looks like a Miss Marvel pattern on his shirt, like his T-shirt right. in the thing. And uh, I had heard that Quill is cana- canonically bi in the comics, so people are like, "Oh, I don't." Oh, there's there's a spoiler alert if no one's seen the trailer. Seen. There is a scene where Thor's talking to him, and Quill is like, "What are you trying to say?" And then Thor Thor like locks eyes with them, and then kind of stammers a little bit. So now we're supposed to believe that maybe Thor is in love with the guy that at the last time we saw them, he couldn't, they couldn't stand each other. So I don't know who knows how much time's passed and what kind of love happens in Boy, space. Wouldn't people be pissed if Chris Pratt was the first openly gay Marvel character. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt is probably pissed if he has to be the first openly gay Marvel character. He's probably number one on the people that are upset about it. But what are you going to do? I mean, you do what the boss tells you to do. If the boss tells you to look into Chris Hemsworth's dreamy's fucking I eyes. I guess, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it just could be happens. worse. It could be worse. I mean, he could be looking at, the, you know, the, the dude, you know, the Newman from Seinfeld. That could be the guy he has to lock eyes with. But instead, it's Chris Hemsworth. There's worse days at the office is what I'm saying. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to you plan to see the movie. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I, yeah, willingly. Like if the boy says, "Hey, I want to go see Thor." I'm saying, "All right." I won't drag my feet and throw a tantrum and shit like I did with Spider-Man. Well, that's good. Man, that cricket just they have so much energy crickets. Like people say, <laughs> like people use the phrase, like, you know, the phrase, oh, they fuck like rabbits. Like that's the phrase because they assume rabbits just have so much energy. Right. But crickets, man. Constant fucking. They, I mean, those motherfuckers, that dude is rubbing his legs together nonstop. Isn't that what causes the noise? It's going like hard. That? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tryhard. Fuck the noise. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking cricket's a tryharder. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, you and I have a newfound love for, for the beautiful game. And there's a chance that my team might slip out of the top flight. What would your, I mean, as as we record this, we're only up by one out of the relegation zone. And Liverpool is probably going to spank us on Sunday. And if they spank us by more than two goals, we'll lose our goal probably. differential to Burnley. 
So after this weekend, if we can't win the Merseyside I, I Derby, would bet on that. We will have we will lose our goal advantage and we're possibly only one point up on them. But we still have a game in hand. I keep holding on to that like it's the fucking like it's the holy grail. That one game in hand is gonna save us. It's gonna be those three fucking points we get against Arsenal on the last day of the season to kick them out of Europa League and keep it's us in the fucking quite possible at the moment. Uh, but my question to you is, since we're both new to this, I mean, I'm fully invested. I don't know about you. I'm fully invested in my Everton love. Would if your if your team got relegated, would you buy a subscription to their website to watch their games? Because otherwise, you won't be able to watch. Except I am maybe notoriously like a frugal, so no. Yeah, I know this sucks. I don't know. Maybe I buy the option just for audio and I just listen to the games. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I mean, I, got- I mean, I still, I still follow like the Tigers, but I don't. They play 162 games a season, and I don't listen yeah. to any of them. Yeah, but I don't it, it, like. It's not fun to just have a window open and just see that, like, see the score. Like, I want to be involved, you know, like. Plus, I mean, now it's becoming a thing where I get I just leave work on day games, you know, on, on weekday games. What's going to be my excuse to leave work next season if I can't go watch the game? I guess I don't need it. I don't need an excuse. My, 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 you know, my boss is cool. I can leave whenever I want. But, yeah, I, I think I I think I would pay for it unless it's more than like. If it's more than like 150 bucks, I don't think I could do it. But if it's like 100 bucks or so, I might be able to do it. Plus, if we go down, we should like clean dollars a month. We should clean the clocks of the championship teams. So then I'll get maybe get to see some wins. But even that is an assumption because Sunderland dropped from the Premier League to League 1 in like 3 seasons. So it's not a given that we would just run the tables down there. But yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bummer. I love, I mean, yeah, that's assuming you can field the same squad. Oh, we wouldn't, we would, we would get rid of almost all the players and just field our, our U 23 scout squad as our main. So I don't know, but I mean, I love relegation. I, I, I'm a big fan of it and I believe in it, but uh, it might, it's going to be painful for me these next uh, two months. Or not even yeah. two months. The next like uh, six weeks are going to be rough. Uh, it's like the lottery. Yeah, I mean the bad one where your name gets drawn and you get sacrificed. Not like not Powerball. Right. Yeah, I got thirty dollars in scratch off waiting for me to go cash it in. Yeah. That's the good kind. Um, but yes, I, I was thinking today because last night I actually at one point last night I had two browser windows open watching a score. No, three browser. I was trying to watch three soccer games at once. So I kept switching back and forth on ESPN plus and then watching the other two scores. And so if something happened, I would switch over to a game because it's, it's the fucking, Hey man, it's the Lamar hunt us open cup, bro. So I don't know what I'm expected to do. Lamar hunt us open cup. That's right. The 107th annual Lamar hunt us open cup is happening. And uh, so last night, Austin FC played, Phoenix Rising played, and then I was just watching another game 
where some rando team from Northern Colorado in their fourth ever game, they just they're new. They're just a team this season. Their season hasn't started yet, so the only four games they've ever played are in the U.S. Open Cup, and uh, they defeated uh, an MLS squad. So a team two league two divisions below beat an MLS squad, and I'm here for it. So shout out to the fucking uh, what do they call them? The hailstorm. It happens, you know. Hailstorm FC, baby. Get on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix won as well against uh, same division Mexico. teams. And then our draw today puts us against another same division team. So we don't have to play an MLS team next next game. They're really trying to get some of these lower league, league teams to keep advancing, I think. Um, but, yeah, I was, excited. I, was, I was loving it. Austin fucking lost to a lower division team. My Austin FC, second place in the Western Conference, the Verde, dropped to a lower division team yesterday that's okay we got our sights set on bigger goals it's fine we yeah me matthew mcconaughey whoever else owns whoever else owns the team you've been into him since like tuesday for weeks weeks once i once i realized i couldn't in good conscience support lafc because Fuck all LA teams. They're the next closest. And I can't support Colorado. So I went with Austin. It's the next closest. I like Austin. Third up and coming team. Second season. Hop on board the Verde. Is what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have you don't have time or energy except for one team. Yeah, that's it that's all. I, yeah. But I give them everything. But you wouldn't give them 150 bucks a year to watch their home games in the in the championship. No, no. I mean, there are some games right now that are streamed on Peacock that I can watch, but no, it's not always possible. No, I get it. So, and that I get for free. I'm not going to go out of my way to for something I'm not going to use. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm done talking about soccer and shit. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Or should I just keep rolling through my nah, just shit? Yeah, whatever you got. All right. Yeah. Uh, so something I've been thinking about is how you build a brand. And I'm not talking about a personal brand. I'm talking about – because I've been talking to other people – for this other thing I'm going to start, I'm going to launch later next month. And a lot of the talk is about conventions and through the three conversations, several cons are coming up repeatedly heroes, Emerald city. Um, and these are shows that are notoriously like art folk or art heavy shows or art, uh, focus shows as opposed to, uh, you know, TV and movies and shit like that. More comics, less pop culture, I think, is the focus of a lot of these shows. And so with Acme that I've been doing, this will be the 10th Acme this year, possibly the last year. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know if the juice is still worth the squeeze, but it's something I've always tried Acme to try try to make Acme be is an art focused event. I've tried to curate it into an art focused event. And I don't think Free Comic Book Day is necessarily the best venue for that or maybe just. 
I don't know how to market it or whatever. Um, but the reason this popped into my head is I put up a call for pre-show commissions for my next three shows, which are all happening in within the next uh, two months. So you got Acme, you got Phoenix Fan Fusion, you got Heroes. Okay. Heroes, I have, I, I filled all five of my pre-show slots within like two weeks. My travel's paid for. You know, I charge a little bit more money this year. Not a lot more money, but a little bit more money this year on commissions. Um, and I haven't gotten so much. And I've gotten, like, emails. Like, are you going to be at Heroes? I've gotten DMs. Are you going to be at Heroes this year? Uh, I haven't got so much as a, uh, as, a, as a stiff breeze talking about Fan Fusion or Acme. Um, hmm. except, except from other artists at Acme. Um, but, like, so it just makes me think, like, how do you cure how does that happen how does that happen that one show is it just because i'm not from charlotte and i'm always in phoenix and so maybe that market is just tapped out or is it like, yeah is there's it, probably something to that also not i mean it, it this is i think a pretty objective observation it's not banging on anything but you know, Heroes sells itself as you know a comic book convention. You're right, as opposed to uh, if Phoenix, uh, pop culture. It's branding purposefully over the last several years has been to move it in the direction of just general pop culture shit right yeah i just uh, yeah it's just it's just weird that one would be so overwhelming you know uh so heavily tilted towards one show as opposed to another when when fan fusion probably gets more people like fan fusion probably has a higher attendance than heroes well um but it it could just be you know that's just a product of base size yeah yeah i agree probably um but yeah i I think maybe maybe it just takes time maybe like i'm talking about a show heroes that's and it's like 30th year and it's it's done nothing for 30 years except curate comic art and original art and comic books Uh, so yeah maybe that's it but it's uh yeah doing acme every year is not nearly as fun as it used to be and i don't know if it's just nobody wants to Trout like no guests want to come out for like a weekend show or is it I mean 10 years ago when I started it I don't think a lot of artists were getting appearance fees or had like uh, you know a company that yeah. dealt with their appearances and had had uh, like fees you know like I think we've talked about this before but a couple of years ago I wanted to have a, a certain guest out and so I talked to their rep and I let it be known that it is an in-store event with a very minimal budget. This is what we can offer. And his response to me was to basically send me a, a spreadsheet of his his roster of creators and what it costs to have them at your show. And I was like, okay, well, that that's it. And then that's just now grown more and more. Like anybody who's on a big book now is probably repped by somebody and I get that. I mean, if I was on a big book, I wouldn't want to deal with convention requests all the time. Like, let somebody else deal with that. And, but sounds nice. I, 
it's it's difficult it's difficult to get guests willing to come out i guess is what i'm saying so you know i'm just trying to enjoy it i think we got a good lineup i like our our local crew but again it's the same local crew year after year for better or worse maybe we're tapping out that market i don't know maybe it's time to put it on ice hiatus I, I don't know. That's going to be up to you and and Samurai. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, selfishly, as somebody on the inside, it's something I enjoy. But if I weren't a part of it, would I go to a free comic book day event? And eh, probably not. Yeah. Or maybe I just maybe it, I just kind of look at it as, you know, I don't, I, I don't need money to put it on. Let's just get the people that we all like in one store. You know, maybe I'm, I'm worrying about it too much. It is just me and my friends at, at an in-store basically. I think I'm, maybe I'm trying to build it up into more than what it is. Uh, who knows, but we do got a new guy this year. We got uh, uh, Alex, Alexa Zirit is here recently moved to Arizona. Um, People seem happy with that. He does Fortnite load screens and magic cards. So oh. the kids, the kids probably know who he is. Huh. And diehard comic fans, I'm sure, knows who he is. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And some of the only feedback I've seen through the Acme Twitter account is people being like, oh, shit, Alexis is going to be there. Or one guy said, I'm only going because Alexis is going to be there, which right. seemed a little seemed a little harsh. All things, all caps. Yeah. Like he's going to put on, uh, what was that movie where the guy didn't want to get spoiled by anything, but he had to, oh, was it New Girl? Something. No, it was um, How I Met Your Mother. They didn't want to get, they were taping the game to watch later, the Super Bowl or something, and they didn't want to get spoiled, but he had to go pick up wings. So he he created this like blocker thing where he's, he's walking just to get his wings and leave the sports bar without... Uh, seeing any scores or hearing anything. So we had a whole contraption made. Ted did. And uh, I can imagine this guy's going to show up like that at, at Samurai on May 7th. He's going to be blindfolded. Somebody's going to lead him in. Yes. Yeah. Right to Alexis's table. He's going to drop $1,000, and then he's going to turn around and walk straight the fuck out. Wow. You know, you know what we need to do? You need to put... Alexis's nameplate in front of Jim Hanna. Yeah, maybe that'll be the fun. It will, I'll, sw- it will, I'll walk around and I'll just switch everyone's name tags every yeah. hour. Yeah, because if you didn't the, care uh, enough, you didn't care enough to Google us, then fuck you, man. That's right. It'll be like comic book key party. Yeah, yeah. I'll just put Val's name in front of me. Put Gonzo's name in front of the whitest person there, which is also me. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it work. Uh, so I guess my last note here, and then God forbid, if we have to go into this link is, um, you don't like, like, you don't like doing commissions. You don't love doing commissions. Let's put it that way. You'd rather not do commissions because it makes you have to draw on paper. Yeah. Which is right. I, I literally cannot think of anything worse in the entire world. Than drawing on paper. Than that. So talking about commissions this year, like I said, I took 
I up my prices and I think I can take a few less than I normally would. Um, but as if you were going to be someone who paid for a commission at a show, or if you were going to take commissions, like let's say you were going to do a show and you decided to take commissions, where do you fall on the, uh, I don't want to do this. So let me jack up my prices to where only the diehards will pay it. Or, but if you do that, then you're, you're taking out like the, you're taking out the people that are in a certain income bracket who then can't afford it. Where do you fall on that? Cause like I took five, I took five and two of them are very involved. Hmm. So it's going to feel like more than five. So I'm hesitant to take more, but I like money. Right. So if someone says, Hey, are you t- still taking commissions? It's going to be hard for me to say no. Cause I enjoy money. Um, I think. I think I would do convention sketches live at the time rather than take a commission that's going to be more involved and it'll net more money. Um, there's a, a sweet spot that you have to find where you've got to weigh out your level of talent, the time you're willing to give something and also the quality of something that a customer is willing to accept. Yes. And to find that spot in there, I think, I think is where it's at. So if you're doing like a, what's a small size even just like a, a bust, right? Uh, a nine by six or something. Is that a paper size? I don't sure. know. I don't I know DPI cut. anymore. I have a paper cutter. I can make it a paper size. Uh, yes. Yeah, do something like that. I'm doing black and white bus sketches, con sketches. Um, they're 30 bucks and I am not going to go over 30 minutes on any that's, piece. Yeah, you, So I'm going to charge I, a dollar a minute. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what you're thinking is how I'm thinking. So I took these pre-show ones, and they're going to take a couple hours you know, each, if not more. But I think when I'm at the show, I'm going to limit myself to one like similarly priced commission maybe a day, and then do like head sketches for like 20 bucks, you know, or like, here's a, yeah, here's a eight and a half by 11, whatever head sketch that I'll spend 20 minutes on. Um, you know, so if you don't want to drop the, the 80 to a hundred for a full size commission, then here's a, here's another option for you that, uh, I think I can do without too much effort uh, or too much time. Effort's not the word, but too much time involved. Um, so I think that's what I might do. I don't think I'm going to take, I'm not going to take like 11 by 17 commissions at the show, you know, unless, unless Friday, unless Friday is dead as shit. And then I get the option on Saturday, but you know, it's, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy. Well, I'm not that guy because I value, uh, social interaction, but I don't want to ever be the dude where it's like, I think I got to go back to the hotel and work on this commission. Hmm. 
you know, like where do you balance the, the, are you there? Where do you balance the work and the, and the fun? Like, I, I want to, I, I wouldn't do anything like that there. If somebody wanted, somebody really wanted something and I gave them the option of, okay, well, I'm going to have to mail it to you and they still take it, then sure. Right. But I, I'm not giving that amount of time to that on the yeah, road. There's no last, way. Last show I did with Phil, uh, Mr. Hester, if you're nasty, uh, he was taken. I mean, just he basically took them. He just kept taking them. And then he's like, oh, I'll get it. You know, I'm going to have to mail it to you if I can't get it finished. You know, that kind of thing. But he was working the whole show. I mean, the whole show he was working. Ugh. And I'm like, man, that's a. I hate it. I mean, yeah, that just seems too much for me. Like, I don't. I don't want to be bored, which is why the head sketches would come in. Let me get a list of like three head sketches to work on today. Plus maybe chip away at a full size commission. That seems fun. Yeah. The, the front facing customer service aspect of tabling at a convention is just so stressful. And then to have to, um, multitask that with actually, creating something yeah that's another that's another thing that just came up in a recent conversation is like uh i go to cons because cons are fun and i like fun um but it's also it's work but it's it's so it's it's work like it can be work like you're doing sketches because you're making money and you want to you know you want to maximize your income because Unless the show is paying for every single aspect of your trip, you want to cover your expenses and you want to come home with some income, especially if you're leaving a family at home for the weekend or something like that. It's got to be worthwhile. Um, But uh, I uh, people underestimate the 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 physical it's actually a physical toll it takes on me. And I think a lot of creators to be to be on in sale to be on in friendly and sales mode all day for like 10 hours. Or nine hours to, to greet everybody and try to smile and, yeah, make, I, and make small talk all day. I it don't is think fucking it's exhausting. Yeah, it's not a stretch to say that most people that do what we do, that does not come naturally to them. Right. Uh, I mean, there are uh, uh, there are many folks who are very sociable and talkative and extroverted. And it works really well in that situation. But I think they're probably in the minority. Yeah, like, um, you know, we talk about, like, when people see, especially at a show together, like at Phoenix, people always, like, not people, uh, um, colleagues, other pros will say, like, you guys look miserable. And both of us are like, oh, we thought we were in, we thought we were doing good. Like we thought we were projecting uh, positivity and people are like, you look terrible. You know, like people have told me to my face, like you look miserable. And I'm like, I'm smiling. And they're like, no, you're not. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not. Yeah. I, I love it when people tell me that I should not try to look like I'm having too much fun. Like it's funnier every time. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like smile for me, honey. But it's like it's like on your end, it's like, hey, quit having too much fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I told with a, you know, rel- relatively frequently that when I'm smiling, I'm not actually smiling. Yeah. Like I, I can it. feel my face. I can feel the muscles doing the work. Right. But. Yeah. I, uh, the, the year that we went to Heroes together, we took a photo with somebody or something. And the person who took the photo was like, oh, maybe you should try smiling. And I was like, I was smiling. And they're like, no, you weren't, man. And then I see the photo and I'm just not frowning. And I'm like, yeah, I'm smiling. See? Like, Come on. I got a tiny fucking mouth. Anything I can do with this mouth is a miracle. As as some people know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do with shows this year. Especially if they're busier. Just do. I. This is a price. This is. I have two price points. One is more involved. It might take a couple hours. You may or may not get it by the end of the show. The other one is a head sketch. You're definitely getting it within third. Come back in 30 minutes. It'll definitely be done. You know, beer money. The, the especially in Phoenix. The uh, um, our buddy Mike Malley, Hus Brewing. Um, you know, they have a connection. Hus Brewing just opened a brewery inside the convention center. So I might even have a price tier that's like, bring me a beer, and I will give you a five by seven head sketch. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it, the trick is finding that spot. You gotta, you gotta find that that price point that you're comfortable with doing that amount of work for, but also what won't turn the greatest number of people off. Um, it's a tricky thing to find. The first year I did Phoenix. Uh, when it was still in Mesa, um, I tabled with um, a friend of mine, and we were both doing $5 sketches. I mean, they weren't huge, but there there was no um, restriction on it. Like, it wasn't just bust or whatever. It was whatever. And right. I think we both did, like, 300 bucks worth of sketches. And it was madness. It's just... I had one right. dude like with a binder full of OCs that just like would stand in front of the table and explain all of them to me while I drew it. Right. So. OCs stand for original characters for listener. Right. Little, little industry lingo shit you learn on the illustrious gentleman podcast. Right. Yeah. Something I don't love doing either. I feel like I'm at a point I've been doing cons long enough. I mean, I might be past doing the OCs. I'm, I'm definitely past the draw me and my kid as superheroes. It would have to be the, it would have to be a nightmare of a show for me to take that commission. <laughs> and I think I'm past OC shit too. Okay. In that situation, you don't just say, no, that's fucking stupid. You say, Oh, you know, all my spots are filled. Yeah, or I just say I don't do that. I've been burned a couple, you know. I just say you've been, I've been burned a couple of times. I've done sketches of someone's original character, and it ends up as like a cover to their comic. And I have different rates, you know. I charge much more for covers, so I just can't do that. Um, or and then I just say like I'm terrible at likenesses. You will hate if you want me to draw you as a superhero. You will fucking be disappointed. 
I don't want to be sitting next to you and having to hear that. No, just say your spots are filled. That yeah, there's no follow-up questions. There's no nobody's no there's no hurt feelings. Yeah, but that whole normally, spiel was very awkward and made but me normally very they come up and they that say hypothetical they, made me want to get up and walk away. But normally they're they're they would come up and say, Hey, do you have any spots left on your list for today? And you have to answer the question before they am I supposed to say depends? Tell me what you got. This is you know, like, so you, you have to let them, they're going to want to know if you have space and then they tell you their idea. I'll be like, you know what? Honestly, I'm, there's a, honestly, there's a dude in the row behind me named Jim Hanna. He, he'd be better for, for that than I would. He's great at that. Uh, Hannah's getting roasted this episode. What are you talking about? I just gave him fucking 30 to about 30 bucks. Just bought him a uh, pizza. I don't know. I think generally you can smell that weird shit coming. Yeah, de- definitely. If they walk I, up with it, their there's trapper a keeper. type. Yes. Yeah. And also, I'm not roasting Jim Hanna. I'm I'm just giving Jim Hanna shit for being Jim. But Hanna. if Dad comes up with the kid, and they're both wearing costumes, then you say no. Yeah, because that's or, what's coming. Or if someone's coming up hugging a trapper keeper, just Ugh. don't even make eye contact. That's when I turn around, take a sip out of my flask, maybe put some headphones in. You know, I don't. I don't believe in the greet everyone who comes to your table. No, then you just say no. I'm watching the table for Ryan. He's at lunch. Yeah, sorry, my name is Val. I'm watching Ryan's table. I, you know, I can't help you. <laughs> Yeah, I just start doing that. Like, oh, are you Ryan? I'll be like, depends. What do you What do you want? You know, like in a <laughs> fucking like in a mafia movie or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we've hit our a lot of time. Maricopa business license. Oh, he'll oh, be back what, in an hour. That's right. That's right. That's what when I see that lady come around because she has one of those. I used to have when I worked a day job. Uh, my the last day job I had, I had a, uh, I had one of those clipboards that you could open so you could store papers in it and it was plastic and then it had a clip on the top and that's what the tax lady uses. So when I see that shit walking around, that's the time to go stand behind your banner and hit that flask or, you know, go take a leak or go talk to somebody else, something. It's not the time to stay at your table. That's definitely it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating tax evasion in any way, but uh, I'm not advocating make their job easier. She's getting paid to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, she'd probably make more money that day than I will. So I'm at least going to make her or them or he or I'm, they're going to hustle for it. You know? Yeah. Anyway, those are the concepts. Yeah. Maybe I'm a charity. So, you know, everything, I don't charge for anything. Everything is a donation. Suggested donation. That's what it's going to be. Do you have any? Do you have any recs? I didn't even ask you. Have you watched anything you like? Do you want to recommend anything no. this week? Uh, fourth episode of Moon. I, uh, these are not recs. Fourth episode of Moon Knight came out. Watch the. I didn't uh, watch it. Watch the first episode of Outer Range. I want to keep saying Outer Rim. Um. Yeah, that's you that's a Saturday night. Yeah, that's. And it was 
I don't I don't think I'm gonna go back for the second episode. Usually I my general rule of thumb has been give stuff three, but I don't have too much time left. So the Brolin wasn't enough to draw you back. I, in. I turned it down to one. Yeah, I don't know how they got him. The the thing I don't like just by the branding. Must have been not busy. The branding is that the oh, it's outer range, right? It's not outer. Yes. Ra- yeah, outer range is the A is the anarchy A, but I think they mean it to be like a sci-fi thing, but it's an- it's the anarchy sign. So for a sci-fi show to have the anarchy A, you know, the A with the circle around it, it it's it's br- the branding is confusing me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that. But right, I mean, he probably owns a ranch that starts with A, and that's what it's the stamp for the ranch. But it's also oh, yeah, it is a ranch. I don't remember what it's called though. I think it starts yeah. with an H or some garbage. But whatever. I mean, it's all. It's not anything. Thing that you haven't seen before. It's not old country or what is it? Old country for new men. Old country for new men meets X Files. Uh, no. I mean, I, I could tell you what it X-Files. is. I could spoil it for you. X- no, because I'm probably going to watch it. Because I, I mean, Josh Brolin is my cable, so I feel like I have to watch it. Maybe it gets better. Maybe it does. We'll see. But, maybe I'll let you, maybe I'll let you know. But you know, maybe make also the first episode not bad, so people want to watch the second episode. Maybe you know what you know what you sad Sally. If if I watch three episodes and they're great, I'm not even going to tell you about it. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, that's what right. You get for quitting on it after one episode. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not watched Moon Knight, nor had any desire to turn it on. But you know what? It doesn't get better. I might, I might get turned up tonight. Who knows how the rest of the night's going to go? I should. I'll go give to you a, a, a spoiler for episode four. There's zero Moon Knight in a show called Moon Knight. <laughs> Is there more Egyptian iconography? Though? It's all that. Hmm. That's what I want out of my superhero shows. Sarcophaguses. Sarcophagi. Um, deities, de- deities. You know, onks. I hope there's a bunch of fucking onks. 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 Uh, yeah, I have there's a mummies. That's fun. Oh, cool. But he's not fighting them, at least not as Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, not as Moon Knight, no. Right. Uh, I have a kind of an odd wreck, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I think everyone should give it a shot. So it's on Netflix, and it's taking the world by storm. It's called Old Enough, and it's a Japanese show. You have to have heard about this. So it's a Japanese show, and it, it's apparently in Japan it's been going on for like 30 years. But here in America, we got one 20-episode season so far. We just got Netflix. 28. <laughs> so the one season... But the episodes are just like 10 minutes long. So I think what it is is a segment on like a news show or something in Japan that is they packaged as like a thing. But anyways, it's uh, it's Japanese parents sending their young children on errands and then camera crews. So the kids aren't supposed to know they're on camera. Some of them obviously figure this shit out. Mm. But 
but basically like a camera crews in disguise. Like they'll have like a like some Japanese man with like a holding right. like a um like the thing you put your cats in. Right. Like they camera. follow these kids around in an unmarked. They white follow them van. around and they document them. Yeah, that's right. And when they have no windows. Uh, and they docu- and they document them doing their errand, right? For okay. the first time. And and several times the kids say my first errand, so it must be like a cultural thing. I don't fucking get it. But some of these kids, it is shocking. Some of these fucking kids, dude, are like like two like two years and like eight months. What? And and they're walking across streets, they're going to the grocery store, they're buying shit, they're walking home. They're speaking in full language to, like, where is this? Where is this? Uh, there's one where this fucking kid gets on a bus, a two and a half, well, maybe he's like three. A three-year-old gets on the city bus, goes back to his house to get something, because it's always a plot, right? The parents are in on it, obviously. But it's like the little kids at dad's work, and dad's like, oh, I forgot my jacket. I can't work without my jacket. Can you go get my jacket? I, you know, I have a, I have something I have to do here, but I need my jacket for later. Can you go get it? And so these kids at first are like, "What the fuck?" And then they like talk them into it. And then so these kids are do like they're fucking, they're going, like this kid got on a bus. This like three year old got on a fucking city bus, took the bus home, got what he needed, took the bus back to his dad's like hair salon or whatever. It's fucking bonkers. But the craziest part is, or the funniest part is is they make these, they call them amulets, and it's, you know, the kids get pumped up because it's like mom or dad's giving me something to wear to protect me. But really, that's where the mics hit in, right? So these kids just talk to themselves nonstop because they're toddlers. And so that's the funny part is that these kids are just talking to themselves, and they'll just be like, they'll be like, the sun's bright today. That grass is brown. <laughs> you know, they're like, there's an ant. Like, they'll just, it's fucking hilarious. But then sometimes there'll be like a kid who has a problem, and they don't step in and help the kid unless it is like absolutely necessary. So you see these little kids, they're going to cry. And it's kind of fucked up because the, the voiceover guy will be like, is he going to cry? Is he going to cry? <laughs> and then like, he didn't cry. Hey, you know, like, but some of these kids, like it is at some of these border on child abuse. Like some of these kids are broken, broken in tears. Aww. Like just fucking shaking from fear and crying. That shit is child abuse. But some of them are just so like gung ho for it. It is it is shit you would never see an American parent do with their child yeah, ever. I don't have any interest in this. It is fucking impossible. But it is adorable when they do their when they're not crying or being bullied by their parents. Because a lot of it is like, oh, are you a big kid now? Or are you a little baby? Or they'll be like, are you a big boy? Do you want to be like your little sister? Like some of it's like that shit, and that's problematic. But uh, some of it is fucking adorable. And what I've learned by watching it is that uh, it helps with my conversational Japanese. Because these kids talk at like a two-year-old, three-year-old level. So a lot of it is hello, please. Mm. So it's helping me. Arigato gozaimasu. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, I don't have any interest in this. Some of it is fucking adorable. I mean, some of these yeah. kids, some of these kids can barely speak, and they are walking to a store a kilometer away. Like, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> the seven-year-old paying the uh, 
homeless guy to buy him beer. Seven would be way too old for this show. <laughs> I think the oldest kid they've had on there is like four. Jeez, and he's Christ. he's doing he's like he's doing like mathematics and shit probably you know like some serious shit. But yeah, yeah if, no, thank you. It's it's a fun way to spend, and they're like ten minute episodes. It's fun. You get to see some kids cry. You get to see proud parents. But some of it borders on child abuse, so I don't I don't believe in those parts of it. But it's good. We should give our kids more responsibility. I think is the takeaway. Trust me, as someone who has three adult children, I am yes. being punished. I'm being punished for not putting my kids through this kind of shit. Because sometimes they feel like I feel like they can't do anything. And that's my fault. Well, that's everybody. Anyways, everything's too much. Everything is too much. But the both and scotch is only $35 a bottle at uh, Total Wine. And I could not recommend it more. At eighty four wow. eighty six at 86%, it is the easiest drinking whiskey I think I've ever had. It's is it scotchy? No, it's not smoky at all. I don't which know. is why I like uh, it. Most of the scotches I've had have this weird I don't know what it is. It's not smokiness. I I yeah, it's tough for me put my it's, finger it's, on it's very it's much something like, i don't it's very, enjoy it's very much like a bourbon it tastes nothing like a jameson or anything like that it tastes very much like a very mellow bourbon hmm. i would i would save you some but i got to get this bottle back to my dad so i don't know if i can it's understandable i guess yeah, yeah. All right. you know if you want to be a pussy or whatever yeah you know hey i've been since I was a young toddler of the age of old enough, I've just been trying to make my dad proud. And that's what these kids are trying to do. So if he wants to have a collection of fucking bottles in his garage for who God knows what, God damn it. If I'm not going to give it to him, those bottles, your fucking screensaver from 2000 or from 1997 is problematic. Not as problematic as the fucking cricket though. Yeah, I was, trying to put the pipes on there but it wasn't an option yeah i bet all right i switched between this and the uh, 3d rotating clock who the fuck has a screensaver turn your monitor off that's a screensaver you really want to save your screen turn your monitor off that's i'm not gonna do that just for you that's a life hack i'm keeping this on also for for patrons who are watching the video I think you're starting to have a buy problem, and I'm starting to worry about you. You get two buys in the background there, along yeah. with a big gulp. We need to have intervention. I'll tell you, you when I've quit. had enough. <laughs> you can quit whenever you want. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye.